Matthew 28. Just a short challenge tonight along the theme of missions and thinking about loving the Lord and and, uh, obeying what we call the Great Commission. Matthew 28, we'll take a look at that tonight. Verses 18 through 20. So if you found your place, let's stand together. We'll have prayer and then we'll begin reading in verse 18. Let's pray together. Father, tonight how we love you. And as we come around your word, we pray, dear Lord, that your presence would, uh, Lord, just work among us, that you'd be our teacher and guide through the scriptures, that you'd impress upon our hearts what you'd have us do for missions. As we hear these words tonight, Lord, as we listen to your word and your challenge to us in this matter of getting the gospel out to the world, we pray, Lord, you would refresh our vision and our calling and our desire Lord, to serve you and to get the gospel out, to do more. And so we ask you to lead us and guide us. We pray you just take the word of God and apply it to our hearts and lives. Make it personal tonight. Speak to us, Lord, as only you can. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Matthew 28, verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye, therefore, and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. As we look at this, it's a classic passage. We know it well. Tonight we call this the Great Commission, and I want to present to you the three parts of the Great Commission. And we'll think of these Each one tonight, as we look at them together, three parts of the Great Commission. Thank you. You may be seated. We're going to circle around and come back to Matthew 28, as this is our Great Commission passage outlining what we are to do. So let's hold our place there and go to Mark chapter 16. As we walk through the Gospels, we see the Great Commission spelled out in each book ahead. Mark chapter 16 and verse 15 records it this way. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Well, all the world. Brother John touched on this earlier. If if, Unless you're planning on going to the moon or to Mars, you really can't go to the wrong place. Uh, The only other place I think that might be a little inappropriate is somewhere like Antarctica where there are no people. Because we're to preach the gospel to every creature. You know what? You can't go to the wrong place and you can't witness to the wrong person because they all need the Lord Jesus. Turn with me, if you would, to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And let's hear the Great Commission in the words of Luke. In verse 24, we find in verse 47 and 48, these words. Jesus speaking says, And that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And then in John chapter 20. John chapter 20, verse 21. Then said Jesus to them again, Peace be unto you, as my Father hath sent me, Even so send I you. And touching on the authority that we have to spread the gospel 
and to carry the message abroad. And then one last text. Look at Acts chapter 1, if you would. Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Jesus said, But ye shall receive power. After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea, and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. So we have a strategy, we have a plan on how to get the gospel out. And uh, Acts chapter 1 tells us that we begin in Jerusalem. Of course, for the disciples, Jerusalem was what? That was home. I think we ought to think about it the same way, you know, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Missions at home and abroad. The Great Commission is what we're talking about. So all of these passages, uh, all of them allude to this challenge that we have, this responsibility, the assignment that Jesus gave to this group, the group that he called out in Luke chapter 6 from among all his disciples. He called out the twelve. And he began to teach them and, and to groom them and to grow them into what we now call the church. Upon this group, the church... Jesus gives the Great Commission, meaning that this responsibility didn't die with the disciples, but it lives on through the group. Every age has, has responsibility, uh, every generation, every location. All of us are equally responsible to carry out the commission that Jesus gave, reaching the world with the gospel of Christ. This is why we support missions. There are three parts to this that we call the Great Commission. And, and let's, let's understand what we're talking about. If we look at our text tonight in Matthew 28, it says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. All nations? That's the whole world. So if we're going to get it right, let's get involved in the first part of the Great Commission. And let's pray. Because the first part includes prayer. How are we going to do this? How are we going to get the word of God to every creature, to every nation, to every place? Well, you're not going to do it, and I'm not going to do it. And it's not going to be done unless we all get together and do it. Hey, we need to pray. We need God's help with this. We need divine instruction and provision as we try to reach a world for the Lord Jesus Christ. Notice with me, if you would, in Luke chapter 10. What Jesus said about this matter of prayer and the Great Commission. In Luke chapter 10, notice in verse 2. And therefore he said unto them, The harvest truly is great, but the laborers are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest, that he would send forth laborers into his harvest. We're going to meet some of those this week. These missionaries are the laborers. They're the answer to someone's prayers. Somebody's been praying. Hey, you and I should be praying. This is one of those specific prayer requests that Jesus told us that we should pray for. Pray for laborers for the harvest. Pray. You know, the first part of the Great Commission is prayer. And I don't say it's the last part. I put it first because everything that we do for the Lord should be empowered by God's Spirit through prayer. We should pray over everything. We should pray about everything. Prayer is not a last resort. Prayer is a priority. It's a first step. It's a, it's a first responsibility in all that we do, whether we're teaching a class or singing a special or about to share Christ with a friend or coworker. You know, we should pray about all of these things. We should ask God to help us and enable us by his spirit to communicate the gospel 
whether it's through a lesson or song or through a testimony or a gospel presentation. Oh, everything we do for the Lord should be bathed in prayer. Let's make prayer the first part of the Great Commission. But that's not the only part. We can't just pray for laborers to go and that be enough. We can't just pray for people to be saved and that be enough. We have to put some feet to our prayers because God left the responsibility of people being saved to us. It's not the angel's job. It's our job to preach the gospel. It's our job to bring folks to Christ. And so not only do we have to pray, but if we know that we need the gospel to be presented everywhere, then like we're talking about this week, not only are we going to have to pray, but we got to get ready. we got to get involved. Number two, we got to give. we got to give so that some can go. How else would we get around the world? How else would we go to all nations? How else would we reach every people group with the gospel of Jesus Christ? Notice in 2 Corinthians, the Bible uh, and and through the Apostle Paul uh, carrying out, practicing all of what we're talking about. He gives us the premise of what we use in our grace giving or faith promise missions. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6 and 7 are the verses we've chosen for our conference this year. As we're sowing for the harvest, we're sowing not only in praying, but we're sowing through giving. Verse 6 says, But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Hey, you know, Beckwith tonight, we've kind of told on ourselves, we're, we're in the bountiful category. We like those bountiful blessings. We like to hear those bountiful testimonies coming back, right? Beckwith has 28, now 29 years going into missions, and that is bounty. You know, let's be bountiful this year because verse 7 says, Every man, according as he purposes in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. You know what? God wants you to be jumping up and down about what you get to do. And we should give that way. Let's pray, but then also let's give. Pray about what God would have you give this week. Pray about what your part would be. Why do we give? We give so others can go. Since I can't be everywhere at once, and I'm commanded to reach the whole world, there is no way I can accomplish that. I partner with others who also partner with us as we give so that others can go. We pray for laborers, but we give so others can go. That's the second part. And then, of course, the third part of the Great Commission is to go. It's it's the physical moving of our feet, where where the rubber meets the road, the shoe leather part of it. In Matthew 28, our text verse tonight says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations. Notice it says, go ye, just like our banners behind us. Go. Hey, we have to think we have a responsibility tonight. We have a responsibility to reach the world. It says, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. Hey, listen, none of us can do this on our own. We have to partner together. We have to pray. We have to give. And then third, we have to go. I wrote next to that, our Jerusalem. Wouldn't it be a shame if we prayed And laborers surrendered. They came. We had a missions conference. And we gave so they could go. And others around the world are hearing the gospel preached. 
And we had nobody saved at home. We had nobody go at home. We had nobody give the gospel at home. Wouldn't that be a shame? Beginning at Jerusalem. Missions tonight is world evangelism. And it starts at home. So, you know, tonight we're looking at the three parts of the Great Commission. And it doesn't mean that we pick one, two, or three. But it means that we get to do one, two, and three. We're not to do one part, but all the parts. You know, ask the missionaries when they're here. Go ahead, ask them. Put them on the spot. Ask them. Hey, do you give to missions? See what they say. I'll guarantee you they do. They give to missions, and they are missions. But they're doing their part. All three parts. I'll tell you, they're praying. They're asking God to send laborers. They're praying for the mission fields of the world. They're giving uh, faith promise offerings, no doubt, through their church. And they're loving the Lord and giving. And they're, they're supporting other missionaries, even as they themselves go. And then lastly, guess what? They are going. And they're going to come and tell us where they're going. And how God's called them to go there. And what they plan to do. Because they're doing all three of the parts of the Great Commission. Three parts. Let's, do, let's, let's all of us participate in not one, but all three parts of the Great Commission. Praying, giving, and going. Look what Matthew 28 says about the going. It says, first of all, that we're to go. Look at Matthew 28, 19. Go ye, therefore. You know, it's easy, isn't it? It's easy to send the missionaries. God bless y'all, right? It's fun. It's great. And it is a blessing. But let's not send them with the idea that we're not going. Right? Where's God going to send you? Where are you going to go? If you're not going to Belgium, if you're not going to Honduras, if you're not going to Mexico or China, if you're not going to some foreign land, then where will you go here? Could you give the gospel at work or maybe on your way home? Could you stop and talk to somebody in town? Maybe a friend, neighbor, co-worker. How about it? Right? We all need to have a part. Go. Go ye, it says. Go ye. We're not just to go. That's step one. We're also to reach. Matthew 28 is very clear. We're to go. We're to reach. Notice what it says. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. You know, you have to teach all nations. And with some of them, you have to start in the beginning with who God is. There is a God. And it's interesting that, that missionaries have to, have to break down truth to the most basic levels. And sometimes it takes them months and months of Bible teaching and helping them understand who God is and that he created the world and all things in it before they can get to the point finally to tell them about Jesus Christ who died for them on an old rugged cross that they might be saved teaching them. You know why you have to teach people? You have to teach them about God. You have to teach them about the love of Christ. You have to teach them about creation. You have to teach them about Jesus Christ and the cross. You have to teach them about sin. And they have to, they have to understand that they're guilty before a holy God and that they need salvation and that they need to be redeemed. Because without that understanding, who is Jesus and why do I need to know about him? And so there's a lot of teaching that goes on. What are they doing? They're, they're teaching them so they can reach them with the gospel, so that they can reach them with the truth, 
So we're to go. We're to reach. And then we're to baptize. It says baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Baptizing them. Who are them? The ones who have accepted the Lord as their Savior. The ones who understood the teaching and are ready to take that next step. By faith, they've received Christ. They're ready to identify with Him in baptism. We're to go. We're to reach. We're to baptize. But we're not finished. Many stop there. But the Bible says in verse 20, again, we're to teach. Teaching them to observe all things. You know, people, people have to have help understanding how to live the Christian life. They have to have understanding. They have to have help to know how to, how to take the Bible and apply it to everyday living. Hey, there's a lot of people that have been in church for years that still don't know how to do that. Amen? I was talking one day to a veteran Sunday school teacher, and we were, we were talking about ministry things, and we were putting some things in order. And this veteran Sunday school teacher said something that shocked me. He said, you know, I never understood. Why does a Sunday school teacher visit? Why do they need to visit their class anyway? And I thought, whoa. Brother, at first I thought he was joking. He wasn't joking. And I said, that's because. How are we going to know where they're at? How are we going to know if they're understanding what they hear in Sunday school? If we don't ever get in touch with their life and talk to them. If we don't go see them and talk to them and get to know them personally. To see where they're at in their faith. To see where they're at in their, in their journey with the Lord. And in their spiritual growth. How, how do we even know if we're accomplishing anything? People have questions. They need help. And when you go interact with them and you go mingle and talk to them, guess what? You start finding out things. And you get to help them where they are. Take the next step. You know, we talked about giving. And Brother Brock was sharing us how, how he was growing in the Lord and then learned about giving and, and how that was a struggle at first. And, you know, there are people that are taking baby steps in the faith. And, and you know, sometimes it's a struggle. They need a little help. And it's good when there's somebody there to take their hand and say, let me help you. Let me walk you through this. Let me show you how it's done. We're to teach them, not information. It, does, it doesn't say teach them to know. It says teach them to observe. That word observe doesn't mean to see with your eyes. It means to do. It means to carry out. Teach them how. Oh, listen, there's so many. They need help right there, teaching them how. You know, I'm afraid, I'm afraid our churches often fail at this part. Oh, we're good at getting the gospel. We're good at giving to missions. And we're good about praying for lost souls. We like to see people saved and baptized. And as soon as they are, it's like, okay, brother, hey, come back tonight. Hope you make it. Really? It's kind of a sink or swim thing, isn't it? I don't know about you. That's kind of how I was discipled, you know. Come to church. Bring your Bible. And then you just hear random messages. And somehow you're supposed to connect all the dots. I, I thank God he helped me connect many of them. But I know that, that a lot of people have a hard time with that. And some get lost in the dots. 
They really, they really don't get the picture. And you know, that's where we need, we, need, we need to help people. We need to walk them through. Let's understand this last part to teach. So Matthew 28 gives us the steps of the Great Commission. Go, reach, baptize, and teach. May God help us to do all four of those as we consider the three parts of the Great Commission. Number one, to pray. Because we should pray first about everything we do for the Lord. Number two, give. Because we can't be everywhere at once. We have to recruit partners and send others to go. So we give. And then number three, to go ourselves. Who will we tell about Jesus? Wouldn't it be hypocritical to send a missionary overseas and expect them and hold them accountable, make sure they're telling people about Jesus? And then we don't. Let's make sure that we're willing to go and that we're willing to tell others about the Lord where we live, where we are, in our Jerusalem. Amen? Let's bow together in prayer. Father, how we thank you, Lord, for our ability, our, our opportunity to participate in the three parts of missions, the three parts of the Great Commission. Lord, help us as we do, because we know this is a daunting task, certainly not something we can accomplish on our own. Lord, as the songwriter said, when it comes to world evangelism, Lord, I need thee every hour. Stay thou nearby. Lord, we know that we can't accomplish this task without you. And so we pray that you'll help us, Lord, empower us as we take all three steps to pray, to give, and to go. Because we can't do any of these without your help. Bless us, help us, Lord, challenge us, lead us and guide us, we pray. In Jesus' name.